This is Alexander Freed, author of the Alphabet Squadron novels, and you are listening to the Living Force Podcast. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Taking your first step into a larger world. A Utini Podcast Network production. Excellent. Episode 114, Avoiding Star Wars Burnout. Switch over. Let's hope we don't have a burnout. On this episode, your book reviews... I love the water. The Star Wars Weekly Roundup. I don't like sand. And the Utini crew talks about ways to avoid getting burned out on Star Wars. And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, and the Doctor of Thugonomics, John C. Wes Jenkins. Utini! Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Living Force. I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me on this Utini Network production is a couple of my closest buds. We've got Dr. Corey Helton. Hello. 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 Welcome. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Yes. Hello. Yes. Hello Welcome. to you. Hello doctor. to you. Yes. Doctor. Uh-huh. Doctor. doctor. <laughs> we, we all did that at my graduation in medical I'm school. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm sure you did. It was so dumb. However, oh, you can't say that to anyone tonight because Dr. Charles Hankel is busy birthing baby calves or whether you guys do in the hospital. Uh, but Wes Jenkins is here. Pretty accurate. What's up, man? Hello, everyone. And I took everything out of my room. And yeah. now I just have <laughs> a Boba have Fett a helmet I'm, and two books. I have a book that I'm currently reading and a book that I need to read, apparently. There you go. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Well, uh, yeah, everyone. Wes and I are both desk buddies. I am on a new desk right now. I'm on the Secret Lab Magnus desk. I took a part all my cable management on Memorial Day weekend. It's very stressful, but we're here. We're here to talk about some Star Wars. Hi to everyone in the chat. Thank you for hanging out with us. Again, if you're an audio listener or watching later on the video, hello to you as well. We're live every Monday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. A couple things before we talk about how exhausted we can be by all the good things in our lives. Um, this past week, on May 26th, to be exact, the embargoes were technically lifted on Wave 2 of the High Republic, the books I have right next to me here. At Utini, we do not review the books until day of release. We like to make sure that we're as close to the action as possible and that you all have a chance to at least start the book before you read our reviews, if you so wish. But, fellas, I wanted to mention it only because if you're on Twitter, the reviews are very, 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 very good. Did you guys see any of these? For the Rising Storm? I have, not, I have not seen it. And shockingly, I have not gotten any of my early copies yet for some reason. You got hmm. them way before me this time, which just happened before. Yeah, the physical but... copies were, were – there were limited amounts of physical copies. I know this time. So I have fi- – people now know I'm a better person than Corey officially. That is <laughs> so correct. That's good. It was bound to happen eventually. <laughs> secret's out. Like, Eric actually reads the books way early. When like, I get them. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. yeah. So, you know. And then forgets them and then has to read them again before twice. the round. That is he, how he can read goes. them twice Insane. before I can read it one time. <laughs> That's I'm why dedicated. he gets them early. Yes. But uh but yes. other folks that got them early and finished them all, because I'm still I'm still reading them. Uh the, the reviews are overwhelmingly positive. A lot of folks were saying that wave two on the whole is even better than wave one on the whole. Yeah. People were calling mad. Yeah, Kevin's Rising Storm a masterpiece is the word I saw a bunch yeah. of times. Um so again, no remote spoilers for us on any High Republic Which stuff. Which makes me but makes me so happy. What if it was absolute garbage? Kevin like, is yeah, such an amazing person. We love Kevin. He's one of my favorite favorite people in this community. Yep. And uh, 
Like we we gave him our social butterfly award for the Utini last we did. year, mm-hmm. and uh, really really great guy. That would have been really bad. That would have been awful. But <laughs> let, let us assure you, if it was terrible, you would not hear from us. No. But luckily, uh, the reviews have been great. Uh, I am I am a little bit more than halfway through Rising Storm, and since the embargo is lifted, I won't say anything spoilery. But it's phenomenal. It's so freaking yeah. good. Uh, That's what I've heard. I'm I'm sad I have to do this show right now only because I want to keep reading that book. But one thing we will say, though, is based on the reviews, if you are wondering what order to read the books in, I know that's always a big question. Uh, release order seems to be the best, which is Rising Storm, then Race to Crash Point Tower by Daniel Jose Older, and then Out of the Shadows in July. So that is the preferred order to get the best sequence of events. So congrats to all the higher public authors on, again, hype. Just so much good hype going on for this initiative. Obviously, I'm wearing my Starlight Beacon shirt today again because I want to because I forgot I wore it a couple weeks ago until this moment. <laughs> Still. But whatever. You don't know me. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, a couple other things we want to get to. Our Patreons. Our, dang it. Every week, our Patreon single, updates for our yes, patrons. Yes. I do, whatever. Are they, that was terrible. It's so was, bad. Everybody, everybody that has a Patreon makes this mistake. My patrons Every single my person. Patreon. Why couldn't they just call them like community members or something else? I don't know. Patrons Too is catchy, syllables. but community members. Awful. Well, I will community say members. community members. Thank you to my to our new pa- to my new patrons. Uh, <laughs> we got a bunch of new ones. Uh, we got Ian Cooley, Matt Clark, Stephen Naraki, and Duncan McWinnell joined at the monthly level, and then Andrew French upgraded his Patreon to a yearly membership, which again helps us out a ton. It helps us plan for the future. It helps us plan the new year of content, knowing that. You know, kind of what what resources we have to allocate. So, thank you all. We hope you're enjoying the extra content that we throw up on that Patreon. Uh, speaking of which, as a reminder, if you're a fan of the Ghost Crew that Charlie and I do, we just finished up season two, and that in season three, we're going to be going to the Inquisitorious level of patrons. I believe recently we've been at five dollars and above, so that show will be going to the ten dollar tier and above. So, if you if you like that show, if you've been listening, just when we want to give you plenty of heads up. That was made uh, behind the scenes decision with a lot of polling and things like that. So just so you know, uh, a Charles Hankel asks in the chat, <laughs> "Have we met the next Patreon goal?" And yes, we have. We have met the new Patreon goal, <laughs> which is the drunk trivia night. I know my Patreon. I think it still says Bloodline Roundtable. A trivia night with the four of us is coming your way. Based on how we do Patreon events, it will probably be by the end of next month. So keep your eyes out for that. Usually we do like Friday nights seem to work out well, but nothing has been officially scheduled yet. Send us your suggestions, please, in Discord or on Twitter. Email them, whatever you want. Uh, it'll be a fun night. It'll be a fun hangout. So keep your eyes peeled. And again, one more giant, giant, legit thank you to all of you who support us on Patreon. When we started doing this, we we didn't think anyone would would care. This is straight up, and every yeah. t- it is not lost on us after all this time that you guys support. I still us. don't care. No, no, Corey doesn't care. <laughs> Corey doesn't care Corey at all, which we'll get most. to later in the show. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all. Oh my god! But you know what we do yeah, care about? Yeah, oh, always, dang it, always. Sorry, no, sorry, no, sorry. Fine. Your segue, I ruined it's it. Dead, always, it's yeah. It's always a huge honor to get uh, to, to get support from our patron community, Patreon community, whatever the hell it is. Like, it's nice to get the support. Um, it really means a lot. It literally is what pays the bills and keeps the lights on. I just got billed for. 
uh, our uh, website again. It's a re it's really expensive. It's like five hundred or so dollars a, a year, not a month. Woo. That would be oh, a lot. Utini.com. Yeah. That's yeah. the website. Yeah, our, our website is it's yeah very very custom website. We put a many many hours in, and it's expensive to run, right? So I just got billed for that, and I was like, that didn't hurt at all. It didn't hurt to pay that bill because we have the, such an amazing support from. Uh, our community so that's awesome it means a lot guys keep it up and you know here here let's get wasted next month that's Cheers. what it is <laughs> answer trivia questions and of course yes. in addition to our patrons we also want to say a quick highlight uh we just hit 1.5 thousand youtube subscribers so if you're someone that is is new to the youtube community if you subscribed recently welcome this here is the living force podcast our live show we do every monday chatting and that's in addition to all the great videos you see from our video team that get posted all the time so Awesome. This community is amazing. We love you all very dearly. All right. Now time for our Star Wars Weekly Roundup, where we're going to tell you all the new things you got to know about the Star Wars community. A quick plug that we don't usually talk about is a comic book coming out this Wednesday. The War of the Bounty Hunters event starts in full. We've had some preludes up until now, like some prelude. Uh, the Alpha number one came out. Dr. Afro and Star Wars Invader had issues that were like leading up. But this Wednesday... War of the Bounty Hunters number one comes out. It has a really brilliant, awesome cover. I think we can throw up right now. Look at that. Boba Fett standing all imposingly. Oh. Uh, it's called Most Wanted is the title. It's by Charles Soule. Um, and it comes out this Wednesday, and it kicks off the War of the Bounty Hunters event. Now, we don't talk a lot about comics here. That's our Wednesday show, The Cosmic Force. They'll be covering this a lot more in depth. But if you don't watch that show or you're a little behind on the comics, we just want to make you aware. That this is going to be coming out. It's starting an event that's going to go across the the main War of the Bounty Hunters comic, the Star Wars comic, Doctor Afra, Darth Vader, and Bounty Hunters. So if you've been a little bit behind, if you're on Marvel Unlimited, just as a heads up, Twitter will be talking about this issue quite a bit without breaking embargo. It will be a big deal. So this Wednesday, check out the Cosmic Force and make sure to go to your local comic book shop or Comicsology and pick that up. Last week, however, we got some more book news as we had a new High Republic show, one of our favorite things on YouTube, hosted by the fantastic Christina Ariel. There was an awesome comics recap at the start of the show. So as we said earlier, if you're a little behind in the comics, specifically the High Republic ones, they did a really cool recap of saying, hey, here's what's going on in the High Republic storyline if you haven't been reading the comics. So if you either aren't a comic reader or money's a little tight, as it is for a lot of folks right now, and you haven't been buying all the comics, but you want to follow along with all the High Republic stuff, check out that High Republic show. They did, like, a cool motion comic. Did you guys see this? It was, like, a yeah. the animated it super and stuff? Mm. Yeah, it was It was really cool. Like, like it would be interesting to see that and uh, on, like, a semi-permanent basis. Yeah, like if they were to sure. make some kind of weird show out of that, almost, it was super clever. I loved it. Yeah. It was super rad. It got you into the kind of the story in a new way with cool narration. And then right after that, they had an interview with Kevin Scott and Ario Anandito, the writer and artist of the comic, who are just, I mean, Kevin's nice. If you're on Twitter, you know Ario's nice. And they were just lovely, very pleasant, and brought you through a lot of the creation of the High Republic comic. So if you've been interested in more behind-the-scenes stuff and, frankly, our new favorite era of Star Wars, maybe, uh, go check that out. Check out their interview. Additionally, one of my favorite things, and I'm going to say they did this because of our show last week, they had a whole display of all the lightsabers of the High Republic, and they, it looked freaking awesome. 
Like, every display looked like this. We're about to throw it up on the screen. You had the Jedi, and then you had their lightsaber, and you had a little bit of information about it. Uh, I believe the picture we have here is of Bell Zedifar. Yeah, him and Ember. You get concept art. You get other art. That's from the, the kid's sticker book that came out. Uh, and you get their lightsabers. So, if you've been reading along with the High Republic and you want to know... What do their lightsabers look like? What are the hilts? What colors? All that kind of stuff. You want to see what Vern's lightsaber whip looks like? It's incredible. Uh, Blind Fates in the chat, though, makes a great point. Buriaga has the best one. And <laughs> did you guys see that? It's like a giant tree with a cross guard. No, yeah. I have I have not seen this, actually. No, it's I have not seen this one. rad. Because lightsabers, yeah. you know? I know. As we said last week... I think... <laughs> Vern is one of the best Jedi names ever, either. Yeah, Vernestra Rowe. <laughs> Vern. I love her, man. <laughs> but that, was, of course, was not all that had to do with the High Republic show. Uh, they they built a Markian Rowe helmet, which is pretty rad. But here at the Living Forest at Utini, we love the reveals. Of course, we all skipped to the end of the episode, and then we went back. We'll admit it. Because we wanted to see what's coming out that's new. And the first thing that got announced was uh, one of the really cool things that no one knew was coming, which is a brand new limited comic series called Trail of Shadows, written by Daniel Jose Older of Race of Crash Point Tower fame, and art by David Wachter. Uh, Daniel Jose Older also writes the High Republic Adventures. And this is a new limited series that's going to be, I think, five or six issues starting this fall. And it's like a detective story that's spinning out of the Republic Fair in Wave 2, starring these two beautiful characters on screen, Jedi Emmerich Kafter and Cyan Holt, who's a detective that's hired by Chancellor So. And, like, I could use some space cops. That yeah. sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, something I've been asking for for a while, even since, uh, since Disney bought Star Wars, was stuff to, like, Stuff to exist in the Star Wars universe that really doesn't mm -hmm. seem like it has much to do with like the Jedi and yeah. stuff. And one of the th one of the ideas that I really really love and I still love is like a buddy cop like kind of show mm -hmm. maybe a show or a, like some type of in universe thing that just becomes like a recurring story of like in the in the inner city Coruscant or something like that. Right? I don't <laughs> Dude, know. Dude, I want like, Twenty One Jump is... Street Star Wars. That's what I want. Yes, but. <laughs> this is this is pretty close. Yeah. This is pretty close, and like I'm I'm all about it. And, that, and the cover looks great. Yeah. We saw we saw like a one cop in the Clone Wars, I mm -hmm. think, like a like a little pudgy, pudgy guy with the dark eyebrows. Oh yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. And we were just yeah, like, they exactly have, that they guy. Have cops in Star Wars? Wait, yeah. yeah. Although that so, being yeah, really said, bad detectives that are woefully incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> Roosevelt in the chat makes a great point. The Jedi are kind of space cops, so sure. that's true. You know, sure. it's, kind of. But it'll be fun to see what they do again. With that is going to be better. Trigger discipline. Yes. That's not even controversial. It's just straight up true. Sip um, my drink. <laughs> <laughs> Kermit the Frog style. That's right, baby. But as a reminder, that will be coming out this fall, and it will involve Fallout from the second wave of the High Republic books. So, again, you don't have to read everything in the High Republic, but if you are, you're going to get top to bottom a full story. Freaking love it. Now, speaking of the High Republic and the sadness of my personal wallet, we got a lot of book variant covers, which, guys, frankly... We've been asking for it for a bit. That was one of the best parts of going to conventions, right? Was getting these exclusive covers. Like yes. the Master and Apprentice yeah. exclusive cover. People almost killed children to get. Um, we're getting them from Target now. And we got four variant covers announced for two books. And yes, I have pre-ordered all of them that are available just far. But that's not the point. <laughs> of course Leave you alone. <laughs> but let's show you so you can spend some money as well. All right. First one. This is... Uh, 
Sorry, I st- it's so beautiful. I just stutter as I look it at is. it. It is. All right. It's so good. This is the it's Rising so Storm from Target. This, look yeah, at this. Okay. Look at it. It's, whoever did this is, is this like, is this based on photographs or something? I, like, it looks I don't know. very realistic. It yeah, looks it super it's realistic. Really like, that dude in the front looks amazing. Bell, like, it looks is like that a, a far front and center, yes. man. It looks amazing. Yeah. It's like a freaking photograph. Whoever did this artwork is incredible. Yeah. And and I feel so bad. At, I didn't write down in the name in the outline, but all there's all on StarWars.com. They do list the artist. And so this is the Target exclusive. Uh, it's got Bell Zetafar, if you're on audio. It's got Bell, Indira Stokes, Stellan Geos, Elzar Mann, and the good girl Ember, the Char Hound, all um, hanging out here. And I, and I said this on Twitter, but I also just like, for what it's worth, this is one of the biggest releases in all of Star Wars. And front and center is like a young black Jedi with his natural hair. And that's a huge yeah, it looks, deal. looks awesome, dude. Like, it looks so good. Epic. It looks so good. Good on it looks, you guys. Uh, it's like real strong, like Finn vibes. Like, yep. like it's, yeah. it seems like. Leading uh, as Finn it, probably should yeah. have a little more. But hey. Yes. Yeah, to totally. Totally. Absolutely. I love it. I'm all about it. I'm all love about him. it. And uh, the lizard Great Dane thing. Char <laughs> Ember. The Charhound, I know. I, I I gotta tell you, that is not how I imagined him to look when I read the book. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. He looks yeah. like a friggin' demon, man. Yeah. Holy crap! I, now, I had that. I've had that book uh, pre-ordered from Amazon for a while, and then we got that Target exclusive drop, and I had to cancel and get the Target exclusive definitely sent to my house instead. Well, yeah. but of course, he, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, if you are there pre-ordering is. it by Amazon through Utini. Don't cancel that one. <laughs> Get both of them because you love the higher public. Or better yet, order three of them because the next day <laughs> we got another exclusive after the Target one dropped, which is the out-of-print cover, which might be one of the most beautiful pieces of Star Wars art I've ever seen in my life. This is the That's wraparound the cover. cover. This is crazy, dude. <laughs> this looks like... This looks like... Oh what someone in the '90s would imagine a Star Wars video game of their dreams to look like—like mm-hmm. like it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> like there's so much happening. Yeah. There's in fire this image. on the ground. Like there's already chaos. There's a, what is the lion right there on, on the right? <laughs> I don't know. Is it's that a lion? Kind of lion? No, so, so, no, so, <laughs> I know that answer. The lions are um are the pets of Chancellor So. Remember she had the oh, two that's cats. What they look like. That's yeah, what they look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's so crazy. <laughs> Again, for this guy's all- spinning his lightsaber yep. in like a shield kind of thing. His battle axe thing. This freaky looking alien we've never seen before. Looks like he's straight out of Treasure Planet over here on the left. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this is an incredible cover. This is currently the background of your computer, too. Yes, it Aaron. is. I think yes, I it is. And yes. <laughs> Again, for audio listeners, this is a. Uh, it's from. I got it from Rising Storm. He's got Stellan Geos is in the, is in the is in the front and center spinning his lightsaber so fast he's got a shield and he's dual wielding another one. Chancellor Lena So is up top like directing things and then we have can you bring that picture back one more time for our video people? It looks like we have Jedi riding dragons with lightsabers oh in the top god. right. Oh my god! Yes, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah. What is this? This is insane. And then and then of I course we have uh, Lorna D, the Twi'lek Nile leader with like a lightsaber battle axe. And I, I can't make this up if you haven't seen this yet. This is from again out of print, which is a site that does exclusive book covers. They do the the Thrawn um, crazy exclusive editions. This is not available yet. It's available June 29th. It'll include this book cover as well as a tote bag with this design for $50. So keep an eye out for that. I'm sure we will be tweeting out links. We will all be freaking out to make sure we get them. So 
this was huge. So those are two rising this would storm be covers. A, <clears throat> this would be a really fun giveaway to do as Eugenie, I feel like, because it'll probably be kind of hard to get. Great. So. We'll do it. We'll you say it right here and now. If you don't, should, if you don't do get it. one, we will have a giveaway of the out-of-print Rising Storm cover. For Done. Sure. Let's do it. All there right. Hey, it's cheaper than the Thrawn one. So, right. Not that that matters, because it's not about money. It's about love, but also thank you, Patreon. All right. <laughs> Additionally, which, which also, for what it's worth, none of, the, none of our personal covers of these, none of these use Patreon money. These are all our, our personal money. Not that it super matters, but I feel like we should let you know that. Then we got two more covers for Out of the Shadows, which is Justina Ireland's book that's coming out. This is the Target exclusive with Lorna D's face just blown up in terror. Very World War One gas mask vibes. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Totally. She's just superimposing. Totally. And then this is the Walmart cover, which has Lorna D and two other Nile. Again, just Nile-centric covers. That one is not available right now, um, just so you all know. Oh, hold on. Roosevelt reminds me of something in the chat about the Rising Storm posters. I'm so or Rising Storm books. I'm so sorry. The Target version does have a poster with the book of Marquion Rowe, and it will be and the out of print version will be signed by Kevin Scott. Okay, so nice. As a reminder, again, all the information at StarWars.com, but just so you know. But yeah, four variant covers got released. And I'm so I'm I'm just so stoked because this is it's so fun. They look so cool. Yeah. Get whatever you want. The art is incredible. It's the best Star Wars covers we've gotten. Like, right. I'm not a huge collector, but I have a shockingly, fairly high number of of exclusive covers. Somehow, I don't know how I've acquired yeah, them. They're just I, I don't I don't seek them fun. out, but I just get them somehow. And yeah, it's the uh, this has been these are really really great. I love these. That yeah. that wraparound cover. I I think I'm gonna <laughs> think I'm gonna have to have. Yeah, it I looks was, it looks like the Master and Apprentice cover. Right? I was aware of like the variant covers for comics, right? Because mm-hmm. that happens. Yeah, that happens That's quite a thing. bit. But with books, <laughs> with books, I've I've never heard of it until Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's great marketing. So yeah. You have clearly a lot we're of people it. probably have a lot of people <laughs> one, probably one have day, double copies of the book just to get the different one day covers, right? in the giant Star Wars Utini office. We'll have these just around in glass oh. cases on book stands. That'll be the plan. God, Corey's That's been teasing me about this in-person full-time <laughs> office for three years, folks. Don't let him tickle your ears. You're going to uh, have to go into the office, Eric. No. <laughs> the Utini office. <laughs> Yeah, we don't allow work from home. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> well, aside from all that, uh, again, keep your eyes out for those. Uh, the Target editions of Rising Storm is already available and out of shadows, so go ahead and pre-order those. The out-of-print version of Rising Storm is not available yet. That'll be June 29th, and the Out of the Shadows for Walmart just isn't up yet. We're not sure when that's coming, but we'll try to keep you posted on all our social channels. And, of course, if you want more Utini content in your life. Just a quick shout-out to our other shows coming up this week that are live. Wednesday night, I believe Cosmic Force is going to be discussing Darth Vader. Um, Emma in the chat, make sure you correct me if I'm wrong. And on Thursday, Legends Look Back is going to be talking about some art books. So, if you've been wanting those specific things, check those out Wednesday and Thursday nights, respectively. And again, all of our live shows are kept on our YouTube channels forever after their stream. And if you're looking to buy any of these books that are not exclusive, and you just want to help support the show, go over to utini.com, check out our, our new release schedule, click on the book you want, and then click on any affiliate link that you feel comfortable with, and then we'll get a little, little piece of the pie. And of course, if you go to Amazon and you buy that book, anything you put in your cart on that order will help out Utini. So we'll get a percentage of that charcoal grill or that 84-inch TV you finally pull the trigger on. Like, feel free <laughs> while you buy Rising Storm. And as a reminder, of course, Rising Storm and Race to Crash Point Tower 
the junior novel both come out June 29th. You got just about a month, so keep your eyes peeled. All right, next up, we got a couple book reviews we want to talk about. Wes, you want to handle these, dude? Sure. Great. So, Bree123 read Star Wars Volume 1, The Destiny Path from 2020. She gave it five stars. Originally, I was a little shaky about getting into Star Wars comics. There's a plethora of them out there, and I wasn't sure if I could get into them. But once I came across Destiny Path in my local comic book store and heard that it picked up right where The Empire Strikes Back left off, it was immediately something I could identify with. It was really interesting to see Luke struggle with the Force and with himself after learning that Darth Vader is his father. Spoiler alert. Whoa! Something we never <laughs> truly see in the movies or shows. Everything in the comic just connects and makes sense in relation to what comes before it. After reading this, I'm officially moved to begin my journey across the Star Wars comic slash novel timeline from the beginning. Bottom line, Destiny Path is top-notch and hot fire. Yes, somebody wrote <laughs> yeah. hot fire. I love I that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love that review especially because selfishly, I was on Cosmic Force last week and we talked about volume two of that comic series. So I thought that was a nice little tie-in. And if you're just getting into Star Wars comics, that's a really cool way to say it too. You don't have to start with the first Marvel volume from 2015 and work your way all through. That's right. If you want some Empire, get some Empire in your life. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, Let's see. Corey, you want to take that second one? Uh, mild spoilers I ahead can. in this review. Yes. But again, mild it's a book that we already spoilers. did a roundtable on, so I feel good about That's it. Right. And it's not Take Bounty Hunt, price. where Wes is just going to start dropping spoilers all over the place. <laughs> yeah, right. So my favorite part of the film was when Darth Vader revealed that he was his father, right? You know, you guys remember that, right? Yeah. All right. Chin L uh, reviewed Victory's Price by Alexander Free, gave it five stars. Probably my favorite Star Wars book. Uh, mild spoilers ahead. Victory's Price bore the challenging task excuse me, of wrapping up Alphabet Squadron, a trilogy already centered around heavy topics like grief and redemption. By being thought-provoking, emotional, and at the same time decorated with Freed's signature intense battle depiction, it does the job with very few flaws, yet still manages to be unique among all Star Wars media. Character development in the book and in the trilogy are unique to the point that it defies so many controversial conventional tropes sorry uh the reward is that characters stand out enough to get me to love them despite disagreeing with many of their decisions most notably so will whose final decision is controversial but undoubtedly true to his character redemption is heavily discussed through the perspective of erica a lot of melodramatic star wars stories especially the movies took the easy way out by killing the villain shortly after the brief moment of redemption to avoid the topic Victory's Price instead bravely faces the difficult question of whether one can or should truly move on from the sins committed. Though Erica's arc, or through Erica's arc, I got a satisfying answer that echoes greatly with the end of Aiden's words in Shadowfall. I move forward because dwelling on my shame does not help anyone. Mm. Great review. That's a fan. That's a Great one point. of the best reviews I think we've ever read. <laughs> I on this agree. Show. Very, very good. Very, very good. Yeah, very yeah, fitting for that book. Vic Yes, I think uh, I think the Alphabet Squadron trilogy. We talked about this in depth when we reviewed that trilogy, but I think the Alphabet Squadron trilogy is arguably the heaviest Star Wars writing. I think that may exist. I like, think so. I mean, it's, Emotionally, at least it's, for sure. It's it asks okay. more deep questions. It's more technical. Alexander Freed is is truly truly an incredible incredible writer, and 
Like if you if you were not exhausted but also thrilled by reading these books, you didn't do something right. Right. Like go back and listen to <laughs> listen to it in audiobook form maybe or reread it. Yeah. Uh, but I totally I totally agree with this. It, they're really heavy hitting hitting novels. Like there's a um there's a link in the description about spoiler talk on StarWars.com where Alexander Freed goes on about his uh the Alphabet Squadron trilogy. So give that a give that a click. Love it. Yep. Get real into it. Check that out. And of course, if you if you want even more Victory's Price talk and you missed it, we did do a three-part roundtable on it where we got ask questions about our own existence for like four hours. So <laughs> I was so tired. Totally. This After awesome. the second one, I was like, why? Why? Uh, I don't want to go on. It's so heavy. Which is, of course, a great segue to let you all know that next week, finally, we will be starting our Thrawn Ascendancy Greater Good roundtable. So... Uh, you have one more week and finish that book to go check that out. But if you want your review, whether it's Victory's Price, Greater Good, or anything else, read, read on this show, look up your book on utini.com. Look for the book profile. And then scroll down to the bottom. You can add a star rating and your own user review. And we'll try to read it on the show. So today's main topic is how to avoid Star Wars burnout. And this is a bit of an odd one because we wanted to highlight some things. Today, as we're recording, is May 31st. And May was Mental Health Awareness Month. And this can take many shapes of protecting your own mental health, including burnout. So, guys, before we talk about some specifics, I just want to ask you straight up, how would you describe Star Wars burnout? Hmm. Good question. I... this is a concept. So, this, is a, this is an interesting... I love this topic. So, Eric gave me the... Uh, he gave me permission to basically choose this week's topic, mm-hmm. um, and I was horrible. I didn't have any ideas whatsoever <laughs> um, because I'm about to be on night shift for a lot of the future, yeah. right? I'm not going to be here in the next two weeks, and then I think I have a week, and then I don't know. There's some weird mix of the next, like, yeah. the next two months is going to be pretty touch and go, which is crappy. So, uh, And then somebody, I think... Charles? Was it Charles or was it your idea, Eric? I can't remember whose idea it was. Uh, it, it was mine because but... we, we built a list of topics a while back uh, when we That's talked, right. and then this was one <clears throat> of them. And I'm like, oh, this seems like yes. it might work. This is a fantastic topic. I love this topic because this is something that like speaks really true to, I think, all of us at Utini in general. Because not only do we experience all of the Star Wars content that's released in the form of books and TV shows and movies, but we also sort of work it. Yeah. Right? Like, we, it's like there are times when, yeah, I will confidently say that most of the time, like, we do stuff at Utini. It doesn't really feel like work. Like, it's just all of us hanging out, being friends, talking about stuff. But there is definitely times in which it feels like work, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we're, we have to build this podcast. We have to fix all the screens. Like we have to arrange everything and organize everything and send emails. Like there's times that it's work, like mm-hmm. right. So I think us at the show and at the company sort of experience burnout differently than uh, I guess the average average moviegoer would would experience it. But I would I would call Star Wars burnout. You don't look forward to the next thing, right? Yeah. Like you enjoy everything and but like it takes you a lot to get going and i personally sometimes experience this when i'm reading books right Mm -hmm. like it will take me a really long time to get me through the first five chapters of the book like once i'm through those first five chapters i'm hooked now we'll blow through that crap in like three days yeah i love it and i absorb it but there's something about just like diving i'm like oh i got a round table i gotta read it Mm -hmm. and come on it's due in three weeks like (laughs) i don't know what it is about that maybe it's just the fact that we have to get it done like for the show but some looming principle like makes it sometimes really hard for me to read the books and i think i think that 
however you describe that sensation is what Star Wars burnout is, right? It's yeah. that like you you want to do it, you enjoy it, every single thing that comes out, but like your eyes are not just like peering towards it all the time, right? Yeah. You want to be looking at other things. Totally. Yeah. Wes, what about like you? Knowing, like knowing you have a deadline, right, kind of mm-hmm. would put you in that burnout phase because back back when we were younger, right, and you were reading just any kind of any Star Wars book, you, you read it for fun. And then when you were done with that one, you picked up another one. Um, and then kind of along the lines with us, uh, we have to we have we get the new books in and we read them and do the round table. And then it's it's kind of like a a rotating mm-hmm. a rotating <clears throat> wheel and uh <clears throat> it can get it can get hectic. Uh yeah. not gonna lie. But um yes, I mean it's like an oversaturation, right? Um but the weird thing is, and you would think that with us <clears throat> that we're t- we talk about Star Wars, we prep for the Star Wars podcast, and when we're done with it, we just want to go hang out on the couch and say like watch sports or watch TV show or something. Yeah. But I'm, I'm so tired I don't want to do Wars, right, right. I don't want to do anything else but watch Star Wars I know, man. this podcast. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Every single time. Yeah. Every single time. Yes. Yeah. Like you you would think we would be super turned off from it, but like I don't know, there's something about this universe that is just so enticing, man. Like yeah. you know, it sucks you in. It sucks yeah. you in. And it's really funny. Sorry to interrupt. No, no. I want to hear your answer too, Go. Eric. And I'll, the chat too. Yeah, I want to hear Let you. Let me know what you guys. What do you think about Star Wars burnout? Like, what does it look like for you? Uh, I I did a little bit of brief research about this topic, like reading about Star Wars burnout, because we saw this a lot about the time a little while after the Last Jedi was released, mm-hmm. right? Because there was a very loud minority opinion. The Last Jedi was terrible, and we all experienced that. And there was a lot of like clickbaity stuff that was posted online at the time from Forbes and mm-hmm. it was these large news outlets and stuff about like fans are sick of Star Wars, you know, type of crap. <laughs> and it's like, and like every single time I found a lot of Reddit posts and things about like, is anybody else burn out on Star Wars? And uh, especially around the time the Mandalorian came out when they were announcing all this show and stuff. And the answer from the internet, shockingly, like I don't think I came across a single a single instance in which it wasn't, no, dude, you're wrong. The Mandalorian's incredible. Like, yeah, right, right. Uh, like, like, so I think that I think that Star Wars burnout is something that people experience. But once you, like Wes, you put it really well. Like once you once you get in just a little bit, yeah, it just goes it goes away uh, mm-hmm. like entirely, just because the content is so rich. Yeah, it really is. It's the idea of it, you know, because I think th- those are all just freaking phenomenal points. Because because Star Wars burnout, I think. Is this, again, it's a weird phrase intrinsically because Star Wars is a fun thing. Like, it is a media thing that we love and is a universe that we love. That's how it starts, right? That's the only reason we, we read these things, watch these things, and, and that's why we do this show. And burnout is definitely, like, it, it, it starts from overextension, over, over-promising things and, and mm-hmm. feeling things like an obligation. But that also, of course, doesn't even apply just to us that do this show. Like, you people right. that, that listen to us and watch <clears throat> us and things like that, you can experience Star Wars burnout for a couple reasons. And and a large reason why I wanted to do this show, in addition to us discussing from our point of view, is to kind of just be that voice in your ear if you need it, that it's okay if you're a little tired. Because in a, in a, in a week, or in a month, let's say, a month of Star Wars content, we will now get probably four episodes of an animated show, or live action show, you'll get at least an episode, uh, issue of... High Republic, High Republic Adventures, Star Wars Adventures, Vader, Afra, regular Star Wars, Bounty Hunters, and now the War of the Bounty Hunters event, if not more. You'll get 
a couple High Republic books, perhaps, in addition, maybe a Thrawn book, maybe a Rebellion book. So there's just a lot of content, right? And if you get to a point where you're like, I'm reading all this, I'm watching all this, and I feel guilty <clears throat> because I haven't watched it all, that can burn you out. Because you're like, I'm yeah, missing yeah, something. I'm yeah. I'm a yeah, bad fan. Especially yeah, yeah. When uh, uh FOMO hits mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's a large part of what it really affects us is like it's the it's the since it's the other emotions not related to the content that hit right. you. Like it's the yep. it's the guilt of not having read enough of the book because we have a round table coming up, right? So we have like yeah. negative human emotions that are sinking into us that are not necessarily related to the content, right? And I think that that's what that's what caused a lot of burnout for me early on with like uh, like the Force Awakens, mm-hmm. right? I will never for, I will never forget the feeling I had when I found out that there were a lot of people that hated the Force Awakens. Like it it hurt Still me doesn't bad, make sense. man. Yeah, it sucks, man, it, and it hurt so bad, and it that burned me out weirdly. I like didn't want to watch it for a little while, mm-hmm. and I went through that cycle that I think a lot of people went go through with like the the Last Jedi and stuff. I did that with with Force Awakens of mm-hmm. like. People hated it, and maybe I was wrong, so I felt embarrassed, maybe. I felt yeah. guilty. Like, it's just other emotions that were sort of tied to it that made me get like that, of, like, like not really sure if I wanted to, to keep going with it for a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was it yeah. was weird. Yeah, which leads me to actually the, fir- the first point, which is community, that I think is involved in a lot of burnout in both ways, right? Mm-hmm. Because... Community in Star Wars is so intrinsically cool because it, that's what it's all been built on since the beginning was who did you see the movies with? Who did you talk about it at recess with? Like, or who did you find the first time that also read a Star Wars book? Like, it's very much built on people. And with social media, there are good parts. Like, obviously, we all found each other online. None of us at UTNE have ever met. A lot of people in the Discord, I would be surprised if they were friends outside. But we found each other through a community that loved this thing we loved. On the flip side, like the core you were saying, a lot of people that dislike certain things have now created toxicity or, or, or enhanced negativity in a community. Even if they're not being bad towards someone, it is always easy to find someone saying the things you love sucks. And that is mentally, it takes a toll. And even if you are a person that's like, I don't care what people say on the internet, like, it's okay to acknowledge that subconsciously it hurts when someone says they don't love a thing you love. So I think that yeah. when you're trying to read all these books and read all these comics, you get momentum, you get momentum. Oh, I love this. High Republic's great. And then you see a thing that's like, no, it's not. That can stop you in your tracks. And then you can start thinking, wait, am I putting all this work in? Again, work, because it's reading. It, it, it takes time. Yeah. Am I putting this work in for something that actually isn't good? Right, and even if yeah. it's not true, it halts you, yeah. you know? That's a really good yeah. point, Eric. Yeah, that is yeah. that is a really good point. You know, something else very interesting that I want to get your opinion on that I came across a lot when I was just kind of browsing Reddit and looking around on the internet and all these Forbes articles. And so I always reference Forbes. Why does Forbes write so many articles about Star Wars fandom? It's really weird. I don't understand right why finance. Forbes. <laughs> specifically, like seriously, I don't know. Anyway, something I came across a lot is the fundamental question which raises a lot of sort of philosophical points to me is is there such thing as too much star wars what do you guys think no but i have a reason i think the only time there's too much star wars is if every person has to think 
that every single piece of Star Wars media is made for them, and they have to get it all. Ooh, that's a good question. Because point. the beauty of Star Wars is that every single age group and every single kind of person gets stories. Like, us at Utini, like, I'm going to read Race to Crash Point Tower, Out of the Shadows, Rising Storm, all before they get released because I have to write reviews. And frankly, that, that's what I choose to do with my life. But, like, I haven't seen all the Freemaker adventures. I haven't seen all the Forces of Destiny. I didn't watch Resistance. But, like, there are certain people that loved all of that. And if you want to be a person that watches all of it, that's great. And if you want to be a yeah. person that watches all of Clone Wars, you're probably going to get a few more cameos in The Mandalorian, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the brilliance of Star Wars creation nowadays is that it all connects, if you want it to, if you're an Alex Damon yeah. or if you're one of us that all can and stuff. But also, you can just pick the stuff you want and pick the parts of the universe that you want to love up to your comfort level. And that's fine. That's all you have yeah. to do. So when I hear that... There's too much Star Wars. Who cares about all this? It's like, man, there's still some people that haven't watched any Star Wars since Rise of Skywalker, and that's fine. That's okay, yeah. but it doesn't mean that those of us that can't wait for every single issue of Dr. Aphra don't then deserve mm-hmm. a comic series. Yeah. Wes, what are you, any thoughts? Can there be too much Star Wars? Well, I was thinking, yes, there could be too much Star Wars if it degrades the product, right? And, Ooh. But also now good. that, um, I mean... Now that I heard what Eric said, I don't. Who's to say that it degrades the product? Right? It, could, it just couldn't be for me. It could be for mm-hmm. somebody else. Yeah. So, like, I mean, like it, the in the crawl, it's a galaxy. It's a galaxy wide, so it's huge. Yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. everything. It's yeah. like, it's like that running joke with Star Wars, where every character you've ever seen ever in a movie has its own backstory, and that has a backstory. So yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a story by, with everything, and so ultimately, I mean. So no, you can't have too much Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. You know, Eric, I, I, I think we need to catchphrase what you just said, like into and put it on a T-shirt, yeah. like, like, <laughs> like the Star Wars universe. There's something from every. There's something for everybody, but it's not all for everyone. But it's not always you. Like, make it personal. Make yes. it aggressive. <laughs> yes, yes. It's not always yeah. you. Yes, and, but it yeah, can I be. Think, I think. I think that's what I mean when I say that's an interesting philosophical thought is can there be too much Star Wars? Because, like, I think a very healthy way to digest this universe is to think about it in it, in its sheer size, right? Yeah. And, like, it's very easy. The reason we Utini exists in the first place is it's very easy to feel overwhelmed with the size of this universe. Yeah. With the sheer number of books and TV shows and comics and, like, the very entry feels enormous. And... Like, even once you're in, like, we're, like, in. Like, we're in very, very deep, yes. right? We've read all these books yeah. and comics, and we've run a company. Like, like we're in really, really deep. But even even then, like, you have to have a healthy distance, I think, from, like, everything. Like, you can't consume everything. And if, if, you, if you have to consume every single thing and you have to love every single thing, you're going to be disappointed eventually. And yeah. Like, and are, like, and you, are you, you doing that? A... And are you doing that just because it's a, such a specific point? Like, you got to ask yourself: Are you doing that because you want to, or are you doing that because you think you're supposed to? And I think right. that's a because very you're, you're not a good enough fan, yeah. right? You're not a big enough fan. I mean, you're not a true Star Wars fan if you're not read everything. Yeah. Right? That's not true. Like, there is something for everybody, but maybe it's not all for you. Yeah, and that's perfectly acceptable and healthy way to live. And I think, I think as long as you can continue 
to experience the universe in bits at a time where you don't feel like you have to just absolutely love everything, I think that makes burnout less likely to happen. I completely right? agree. And and Charles in the chat are, are – oh, we miss you, buddy. I hope you're doing well. Uh, he does say in all seriousness, how to avoid the burnout is to not gatekeep in that way, like fighting people on Twitter about what's good and what's not. It just drains you out of your joy for the things yeah, that you love. And, absolutely. And again, I think that again, it all goes it all goes to choice, because we 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 did it we, a couple shows ago. <laughs> we even talked about the Star Wars books we haven't read. Right, like we run a company based on Star Wars, and we have a ton of books we haven't read. We have a ton of comics we've never read, yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that's okay because as long as you're consuming what you want to at your own pace, it helps you. Which brings me to the next point. I think that helps avoid burnout. Which is finding a community of people that accept the pace at which you want to go. Which is why I'm so thankful that we have such a good community both on in our own personal company, but then also in our Discord. Because I've seen people throughout the last couple of years on Discord that have been going through their backlogs, right? That, okay, I missed this book when it came out and I've wanted to. And no matter what they're reading, they post it in the, the Legends Books Forum or the comics or whatever. There's always someone that's like, oh yeah, I'll talk to you about that. Yeah, and, and and that's yeah. like and that's such a special thing with Star Wars because there's always going to be someone that likes the thing you're currently reading that will want to talk to you about it, and I think mm-hmm. that's a great way to avoid burnout is to make you not feel isolated, not feel like you're alone. That oh no, yeah. everyone else has read you know Kenobi. Oh, okay, I got right. to read it by myself. No, jump into the Legends chat. Say hey, I'm yeah. reading this. Is any what does everyone else think? And get that little endorphin boost of your friends that will say yeah. What'd you think about that? You know, a, a lot of us, a lot of us feel jealous of you getting to read that for the first time. Yes. Cause we're like, you're experiencing those feelings that we had longer that we've probably forgotten about and wish <clears throat> we could have again. Yeah. Reading yeah. Kenobi, for example. So, right. That's, yeah. that, that's fun to talk about. And I, I think that is one of the coolest things about the, the sort of nature of Star Wars media is that it's, it's kind of permanent, right? I mean, it's, yeah. You know, you can in the age of streaming services. Good lord, you can go watch everything over and over again. Like you, you buy a book and some print on your shelf. You can pick it up and read it. Like Star Wars isn't like defined by clickbait, right? Like it's like there seems like every single time a new Star Wars thing comes out, there's all this clickbait crap about it. Like you have to experience right then, right as it's released. But like that's not true. Like you, you don't have to digest every single thing. Like as soon as it comes out, to 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 be in this community, right? And I think that's mm-hmm. one of the coolest things about our community is that there is no sense of that gatekeeping at all because we've we've done such a such a, a strong amount of work around this anti gatekeeping culture mm-hmm. because it, it really only hinders everybody else's experience if yeah. you like that, right? And like and the fact that they're re releasing like all these legends books and these new prints yeah. and you can re experience those month. and Can't these wait. new people are gonna <laughs> And people are going to pick these up, these books up for the first time. People are going to read Darth Plagueis for the first time. It's like, it's, cool. it's going to be mind blowing, man. It's yeah. awesome. It's so awesome yeah. that this has such lasting value and stuff. So, you know, to answer my own question, I don't really think there's such a thing as too much Star Wars because the sheer the sheer volume of content we have, the enormity of the universe, is what makes it so fun to escape to. Is because, like, you feel like a a little blue dot. You ever, you ever seen that video? The the little blue dot, I think is what it's called, of like, it's talking about the state of humans being in space oh, yep. and this yep. enormous yeah. galaxy. You ever seen that? 
Yeah, it's a really famous video. Look it up on YouTube if you want to get yeah. your mind blown and make you feel like you're not worth anything at all. Uh, we'll balance. We'll balance. That's, that's what it feels like to participate in this community is that, like, we're just one small person in this enormous galaxy experiencing this one moment of Star Wars content. And I think as long as you can have that healthy distance is mm-hmm. feeling like this one little thing is just part of the picture, then... Mm-hmm. I don't think it's possible to have too much Star Wars. Yeah, and and on that you talk about the distance. I want to I want to get a little more personal with you all for a little bit, um, because one thing that we always try to do on this show is we we love the books. We'll tell you what we want. Like we are to an extent performing this show for you, but we also want to let you know like who you're dealing with and want to be truly honest with you guys about our own periods of potential burnout. Because I think that if you're going through a point where like I don't want to read a Star Wars book today, I just want to like play basketball. I just want to do a thing. There's been, there's absolutely been times, especially in the history of Utini, mm-hmm. where each of us have have taken a step back here and there. Like I remember, what I want to bring up for myself, and then um, Corey, I want to throw to you. There was a point where I was writing every review we did. I was, and I was feeling like I got this book. I got to read it as quick as I can to get my thoughts in, to get it down. And even the books I was excited about started to feel like a t- like a time capsule. Like I've, if I don't get this yeah. done, it's not getting written. And it's my opinion, and I gotta get it on the site. And it started to get a, like a little bit stressful for this thing that I love, for this thing that is my favorite thing to do, which is talk about Star Wars and read Star Wars books. So I came to Corey. This was before we. This is God a couple a couple of Eugene iterations ago. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I think I need a little help. Like I, I'm loving Star Wars, but I'm <clears> I'm I'm falling behind. So we created a review team, and now there was a team of people who I love and trust, and we read the books, and I get to assign the reviews. I, I do some, and then some writer writers do others, and there's input from everyone, and it's a group effort. And just that little like dilation of my own responsibility was something that I found I needed to now ten thousand percent enjoy reading Star Wars books. Like it is, it is that little. It was such an easy fix, but it's something that you had to do to realize it. And and Corey, like last year, you you literally took a step back for a couple weeks to recharge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I am a I am. I can be the best and the worst member of this. You're company, always the right? best. Like I will hear no that slander. Is, that is factually incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's you know we don't talk about this that much on the show, but like you know I started Utini, right? So I have a lot of personal ties to it, right? And yes, I do technically control everything that we do, right? I mean, I do have the final say. My name's in the bank accounts, right? Like it's that's it's really fine. the deal. It is. Yeah, it, it is. It is my baby, right? It is, but like. I can be I can be the the glorious leader that leads a fiery charge, but I can also just be incredibly lazy and be like everybody else needs to just figure this out and it's gonna be fine and it doesn't matter. And you know, I, I definitely, definitely experience cycles like personally of like I will dive in and put a hundred hours in a single week into Star Wars. The Utini right? timeline. Yes, the teeny <laughs> timeline, like, and rebuild an unbelievable amount of website, and everybody's like, "How are you a doctor and able to do this?" I'm like, "I don't sleep. It's great, right?" So, you know, not and great. yeah, that's not great. Yeah, so you know, <laughs> it definitely comes in waves, right? And that's life, man. Mm-hmm. Life happens like that. It's gonna come in waves. Like, Star Wars should not be your identity. It shouldn't, right? Like, it should be something that you enjoy and experience as part of a community, and, and it should teach you a lot of lessons. And the nature of how we do our community should teach you a lot of lessons about, 
like what it's like to enjoy things, right? How yeah. to choose joy in this community, how to avoid toxicity, right? There are all these lessons uh, in in this fandom, right? But like, don't let it define you. Don't let it be the th- only thing that you have. You should seek to do other things. So I, we all do that, right? Yeah. And we have some fun photos I want to yeah, show you here. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I just want to say before we before we get to that, this is also coming from guys like, I have a freaking Millennium Falcon on my tricep. Like, this is like Star oh, yeah. Wars, <laughs> and I have an X-Wing on my, on my inner arm. Like, this is... This is a large part of who we are. Yeah, but sure. But what we do, yeah, so even us, though, we're saying, like, you know, if you get to that point where you do burn out on things and you need to either ask for ask for help from friends, be like, hey, man, like, Star Wars is getting me down, take a step back. It's perfectly There's okay. Else. Go read Marvel Comics, right? There's so many other yeah. nerd fandoms for, yeah. for specifically. Yeah, Dune. Stuff, like... Yeah, dude. Read, read the <laughs> read encyclopedia oh that is Dune. Tried. I tried so hard. I also to tried. Read Dune. I'll see the oh, movie. Yeah, you were talking about you were talking about feeling guilty. Holy crap! I listened. To this I've never listened to two hours of an audio book and still had no idea what's happening. But that happened to me. That happened to me with Dune. I'm like, yeah. what? What? There are listeners Did right there. They charge you double on on uh, on Audible for Dune because it's so damn long. They should. <laughs> Should they, no, they should. should try it? But uh, but yeah, you know what? Let's 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 do it. So we again, we love freaking Star Wars. We read all these books. I know. Um, I at least read all the comics. But we do other things too. So so Corey did give us an assignment today, and he said, "All right, we're gonna talk about other things we like to do because we should be able to talk about things that we like to do in this community. We have we have channels in Discord that are all about pictures of our pets, live sports, video games, like." We have these things because we want to have friends in other places. And yeah, Corey, you decided uh, that we should show other people what we love to do. Yes. I said we have you have to have evidence. Evidence, hard <laughs> evidence. Or at least Google yeah, photos. So we uh, we talk a lot about, you know, we have a we have a private Slack channel, just the four of us do. And I, I, there are several folks on our team that have their own private Slack channels, which I have so discovered over the That's years. Great. Some of them are private some of them are just like private DMs that they just keep open all the time. We used to do that back in the day. We decided to make it a channel. We have a private Slack channel and we talk about stuff going on in our lives and our relationship problems and our job yeah, problems. We're actually and- friends. <laughs> our yeah. hobbies Believe yeah it. imagine that right and uh we don't really talk about anything except star wars on this show so i i thought it would be fun to kind of show some of the other goofy stuff that we have going on in our lives and um we have some pictures of stuff that we're, we do in our lives eric well, we can start with you yeah, i have a uh, throw them up i, I don't know the order here. let's find out here's uh all right little collage i guess yeah you created for us so this is this is the thing that i've found throughout my life is, is my go-to and it seems simple it seems obvious but it's just video games like i am a person i don't play like call of duty i don't play fortnite like i don't do a lot of multiplayer stuff but i do just love getting into a single player game putting on my headphones and i can do this for hours like the ones on the on the collage if you're all listening like i played horizon zero dawn mass effect and cyberpunk 2077 this last year and god of war which i meant to put on there instead of titanfall which is a great game but at a time when we were getting a lot of Star Wars books, like this was before we had this month break we have right now, reading all these books, but there were days where I, I took days off of work and I just sat in my chair and I, I muted Slack, I muted Twitter, and I just played a video game for like 13 hours. And, it, and it's like, <laughs> that is awesome. and it was just so calming. Like, I love doing that. And I play Star Wars games, you know, I play Battlefront, I play Squadrons. <laughs> But I love these other universes and these single-player things. Like I love getting resources, and I love the fighting the enemies. And it's always just been a source of calm for me. And 
Yeah. No matter how old I get, I get the new consoles, I get the new stuff, and it's not even just so I can connect and play multiplayer. Sometimes I just want to shut the world out and play a narrative yeah. that way instead of reading one on a page. Yeah. And I love There's it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think that's yeah. funny enough. That's something that all four of us on the show share is mm -hmm. we all play video games and we come and go. I, I know I certainly do. And I think in the last year or two, I've definitely played more games than I have in the past. And Wes, I know you've played a lot of games too before. Mm -hmm. And Charles told us that he had uh, he had taken some time and played a whole bunch of video games for like three days straight. We're like, whoa, Charles. Yes. Like, yeah. Do you it. You never get to do that, man. It's <laughs> awesome. And I think you're right, Eric. There's something about like, I think maybe that's what self care is for dudes. <laughs> it is self care. It's such it a real is. thing. Like, and it's and it's, and it's chill. Yeah, Be, give yourself permission to like turn off all your responsibilities for a little yeah. bit, and you know, and it can be whatever you don't want. Don't feel guilty. Yeah, and it, don't it, feel it, guilty for not listening to to the Thrawn audiobook. Yeah, Just play play satisfactory for fourteen hours straight. No, no, no problem, <laughs> like, right? None of your hobbies, and and I'm I'm still trying to get through this. Um, because again, I have books I want to read, I have shows I want to read, but I have video games I want to play. None of your hobbies should bring you guilt. If you love a yeah. thing, you shouldn't be trying to 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 stressfully stay awake and finish it. If you want to stay up till three in the morning finishing Light of the Jedi with a flashlight under your covers, that's rad if you like it. But just because Utini has a roundtable coming up, you shouldn't feel like you have to. Like that's not going anywhere. The game you have in yeah. your console isn't going anywhere. You don't have to finish it right. in four days or else you're going to be in trouble. You know what I mean? Like, they should be bringing you joy. These are hobbies. These are fun things like that. So video games definitely do that to me. Be nasty. I see you about Red Dead. He said, I'll get on Red Dead and just ride my horse around for hours. When I played Red <laughs> Dead 2, I went fishing so much. And just went fishing in a video game. And it, Eric, I have you ever great. been fishing in real life? I have. When I was Have when you I was really? young, yeah, I was pretty good at. it. I'm surprised to hear that. <laughs> and four wheeling, Wes. Yes. That is a that is a really good transition, I think, <laughs> because uh, one of your hobbies is fishing, that's right? True. Yes. Tell uh... tell us. So before a little context, funny before the show started, I said, <laughs> I said, Wes. Looking at these photos, it is a flipping miracle that you're even here doing this Star Wars podcast with us every every week because like you have all these super country redneck hobbies and I freaking right. love it. That's Tell us right. about your fishing hobbies. Well, so my fishing hobby here, um, I live in Katy, Texas, so I'm an hour hour ish, like hour and a half away from the coast on like two different two different sides. So uh, like a uh, there's the Galveston side and there's the Matagorda side. So Matagorda Bay is right in this picture, and that's where I usually go. And uh, probably for the past 11, 12 years, I would go twice, two weekends a month maybe. And I would go down there either hunting or I go fishing. Um, but kind of like you said, Eric, I mean, along the same lines, this the the, um, the aspect of it anyways, is turning everything off. And getting out and doing your hobby and feeling good about it. But like waking up early, say 4 a.m., getting out on the boat and then getting in the water and it's perfectly still. There's no sound. You see the sun come up and then you can hear fish like chasing after bait fish, but it's completely quiet. You can hear people from like tens of tens, like 30 miles away from you. You can hear them perfectly talking. It's insane. Um, I have found yeah, that that's... as I get older, right? As I as I get out of my twenties, 
I, I a lot more of my hobbies have gone towards calming things. Even the games I play, like they're actiony, but the games I love are the ones that have the quiet <laughs> moments of emotion. And like I like when I read, I put on like lo-fi. It's like mm-hmm. my hobbies have brought me more calm. And I don't know if that's because life has gotten more stressful or because as I got older, I have valued <clears throat> peace more. Yeah, but I find that very interesting. I mean, we we like briefly talked about a, that an episode or two ago about like how we live in the age of entertainment where like every moment is you have to if you feel like you have to fill every single moment with some kind of entertainment. Right? Yeah, like like I even have a I have a stand in my shower. I think I said this. I have a stand in my shower that I can watch a YouTube video. Yep. While I'm taking a shower. Like, come on, man! Like, <laughs> yeah. can you have ten minutes in the shower? Like, I gotta peace and a, quiet. I gotta have a podcast on. Sam, I gotta play music. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I, it's ridiculous. But I bet, I bet you guys don't listen to podcasts while you're playing video games or while you're fishing. I have a buddy that, that does that. I do not, but I have a buddy that does that. Um, but all right, so when so I we take got... when I take my kayak out in the in the little sloughs on our property on the lease we have, I have one earbud in, listen to podcasts while I fish. It's great. I love it. That sounds great. I love it. So we got video games. <laughs> we got fishing. So Corey, you're up to Batman. Um, I like to build stuff. Um, I have lots of building-related hobbies. I built this uh, pergola outside my house last year. Um, That's super cool. Yeah, like I, I'm like a. I don't like to call myself a Renaissance man. Like a Renaissance man is, <laughs> you know, you, you you've heard the term before, right? Yeah. It's somebody who yeah. tries everything, feels like they're good at everything. Like they have a million hobbies. I kind of fit that depiction, but I don't like to think of myself as a Renaissance man because, like, I'm not actually good at anything. <laughs> I could just hack my way through life. You have right? accidentally <laughs> taught yourself while in medical school how to code an entire website and build a house. I mean, it's you're right. Yeah. You're, I, I, yes, it is. It is correct. Like I, I feel like I can learn how to do anything with with the help of the internet. Like I, I really yeah. do. Like I agree. I've wired, I've wired stuff in my house. I put a new circuit breaker in last like two months ago, and put in, in uh, and put a new heater in my in my home gym, which I have a picture of. Like. You can learn anything on the internet, man. And I really enjoy the principle of life that there's nothing I can't do. It's really freeing to think about that. Now, that doesn't mean, <laughs> just to clarify, that doesn't mean that there's nothing that I can't do well. <laughs> because there's a, there, I have a million life lessons of, like, I've attempted this project. It's cost me $1,000 more than it would have if yep. I just hired somebody to do it. But, like, I really enjoy the the principle of the, the it's like a thrill of like not knowing how to do something like taking the plunge and forcing yourself to do it, even though it's scary, even though you're messing mm-hmm. with the freaking circuit breaker box in your house and there's, you know, a million volts of electricity coming in a big black wire. So you got to put cardboard over those and don't touch it with the screwdriver. <laughs> you might kill yourself. <laughs> like there's something thrilling about that. Of like, yeah. of like there's, I, I could pay somebody to come help me do this. It'll take them a month to get here and all this stuff. But like, there's something thrilling about not knowing if you can do something and then figuring out that you can do it. Yeah. The knowledge, like, the knowledge and the journey, right? The yeah. Journey it is. Of actually getting it done. Well, and hey, it's uh, fun. Be, I'm sorry. Bean Nasty says something interesting in the chat here as we're discussing these other hobbies or things we love to do. He said it's kind of the same thing for like filler that people complain about. We talk about that with some of the episodes of animated shows and things like that. He says sometimes you have to disconnect and not everything has to be a huge priority. Not everything has to tie to this giant plan. And I never thought about it that way with like some of these things we consume in our hobbies and to bring it back to our Star Wars things. Sometimes it's not all about go, go, go. Sometimes they also need these times in their lives. Yeah. I love yeah, that. It, it, 
it's it, saying it's like the journey is a really important concept yeah. to have. Like I, another one of my hobbies, I don't have any photos of, but like Didn't I've been happen. teaching myself. I've been teaching myself guitar right this this year. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I do still actually do that. I know I mentioned that on a podcast several several months ago. But I think something like learning an instrument, especially for somebody like me who has a million hobbies, who tries everything, right? Like, there's a lot of guilt associated with music for me, right? There's, I have a lot of guilt about I'm not practicing enough, I'm not playing. And I think learning an instrument is something that you really, really do have to do regularly. So, like, mm-hmm. it's it's okay to make your hobbies, like, not a huge priority, yeah. I guess, right? It's okay to yeah. be like, you know, I'm going to build this thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play guitar. I'm going to learn all this stuff for a month or two, and then I'm going to take up a little break, and then I'm going to come back to it. And, you know, I'm trying to be a little more diligent about it, playing every week and stuff like that. But, like, you know, come and go from your other stuff. Come and go from Star Wars. Yeah. Like, Charles said in the chat earlier that Utini is going to be here and we'll catch you up when you get back. Don't feel guilty for not listening to every single episode of Living Force. Yeah. Right? Don't feel right. guilty for that. This Just is the worst. Do some of it here and there. This is the worst business episode we've ever done, but also I think maybe the most important <laughs> personal. Like, these these books, which is, again, we're going to end on, we'll repeat this at the end, but the books are, are <clears throat> books. They're they're written and once they're printed or like they're gonna they're be done. there forever man yeah, yeah the books will be done the podcast will be here like we, we we find that there are it's funny when you look at the anal the analytics of our show like the the round tables often don't get as many listens at the start as most of our other episodes but there are people each month that are still going back to the master and apprentice or going back to the first thrawn but like <clears throat> take your time and go back and listen to our dumb voices talk about it whenever you want if that's something you would like to do you know, don't feel like you have to rush because of some artificial timetable <clears throat> that we put out for you or anyone else puts out for you. It's your hobby. It's what you love to do. And when you feel that you want to do it, it'll be there, which I think is beautiful. What do we got next? You know who oh. else will be there? <laughs> all right. So I, I didn't put this up. Eric's dog, Morden. This is for the <laughs> analytics right here. This is all for those clicks. Um, so, yeah, this is I was thinking about hobbies. And Charlie brought up a great point that one of my hobbies truly is hanging out with my dog and taking him for walks and living with him. And so this is Morden. If any of y'all do not know, he's my 11 and a half year old Corgi. I've had him for years through moves. And whenever life's getting a little too much and I'm either feeling burnt out on stuff or like I'm not doing quite enough, just taking some time to just sit on the couch with my dog. It sounds simple. It sounds like it makes sense. It does so much for me mentally. It does so much for my anxieties to just know that he's there, know that he's around, and like not saying, like, hey, I don't have time for you. I got to watch this show. I don't have time for you. I got to read this book or I got to do this thing. Like, sometimes just being with this little guy becomes the hobby that centers me and really helps me out. And I think for a lot of us, pets can serve that same function. Like, we all got pets on here, mm-hmm. you know? Man. They love you so unconditionally. It's 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 just they incredible. Really do. Like it yeah. warms it it warms my heart and also brings me great fear every time I let the dogs out without a leash. I'm like, <laughs> not in Chicago. I buddy. don't know what I would do without without <laughs> them. Like it's 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 horrible. Like they're like children. But yeah, <laughs> I, I look at I look at Doc, my uh, chocolate lab, when he stares at me, and I'm just like talking his voice. I'm just like. I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you so much. We all do that. I love you yeah. so much. We all much. absolutely do. <laughs> I don't know anything but love for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eric, I have your last one here too. Is your, oh, yeah, what, sure. What are you, is, this, is this your D&D? Yeah, game? What so is this, this was me this last weekend because me and, my, me and my friends finally all got fully vaccinated, waited our time. Go get vaccinated if you haven't yet. It's great. 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, 
for the first time in over a year, I had a D&D group that met in person. We've been doing it on Zoom, and it's been fine. It's been fine. This past Saturday, I, I kid you not, this is not hyperbole. We played for nine hours straight without a break. Oh, my God. And it was that awesome. My without dream. a break. Because that is my dream, dude. Every single time I play a tabletop game, I'm like, I wish I had three solid days to do this yep. and not think about anything else. And like, it was yeah. great. And, and like these are friends of mine. that they're, Obviously, they're nerds. We're playing Dungeons & Dragons. But like it wasn't about anything else in media. It wasn't about Star Wars. It wasn't about Marvel stuff. It wasn't about any other fandoms. It was just in a new world, playing this and playing actively this thing. That's and that's one of the things I've loved to do for years. I've played D and D and associated role playing games for years. Like we did the Star Wars RPG way back in the day, Utini. Maybe someday we'll do a one shot thing. But it has become a thing that allows me to be social with people while playing a game and creating a universe. And it's something that is not connected anywhere I go, but was still something I loved doing for nine hours straight. And if you have a group of friends. It's hard to start a game. It is hard to find a time. And we've been playing for two years this campaign. We ended it. a miracle. That's wow. even possible. Yeah. We played for nine hours. There was wine. There was chips and guac. It was just <laughs> yeah. It was <laughs> astounding. And I couldn't spend all that time reading a Star Wars books. And like, and I, wa- I had planned to initially spend that day reading Star Wars. And my friend was like, hey, do you have this day free? We can do this. Everyone else is ready. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Let's go for Let's it. Let's do it. And that's also okay. Like, don't feel beholden to one hobby over another yeah. because they don't point. they won't know about it. They're not gonna get angry right. <laughs> at you. Which also works in reverse. If you're reading a Star Wars book you love and your friend's like, Hey, come hang out with me, it's been a while, you can say, Hey, I'm reading this book. You know? Also perfectly cool. Yeah. Spe- speaking of doing things with people, Wes, uh, tell us about <laughs> yes! the softball team. What is what the hell is the name of your team? What does that okay. say? The, we are the green jerseys, so our team name is the Pickled Cucumbers. Yes, I remember so, this. <laughs> story behind that: a buddy of ours has he like he sells he sells like uh, pickled onions and like pickled eggs and like pickled everything. He say he sells eggs. He's got a little farm, so he's like, uh, we also have pickled cucumbers. And I was like, so you got pickles? You're selling pickles? And he's like. Well, yeah, but okay. <laughs> so that ended up being the team name like the next week, and then they bought made jerseys for everybody. And anyways, so, it has pickle Rick on it. Yeah, <laughs> pickle so, cucumbers. That's the, the guys, most Texas thing I've ever heard in my life. It's incredible. The guys in the green jerseys and the guys, the guys in the blue with the star jerseys are um, kind of our our main team. And some of these other guys that are on here that have different jerseys are pickups because they're better than us. And this was at a tournament, so you pick up better players on your team, so you get a high, so they they get you in like you know the higher seed of the of the tournament. But um, <laughs> beautiful. So, I, that, so it, it's the like a social club, right? Yeah. So I, I play softball uh, Wednesdays and Sundays, and uh, we get together a lot. Of, a lot, if not everybody, is drinking the entire time. Everybody's just having a good time. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. Good. Wait, sometimes... we should say, you don't have to drink for all your other hobbies, but if you want to, it's it's if great. you want to. It's fun. It certainly <laughs> seems to make all of them better, except yeah. for the electrical panel stuff. Don't do that shit while you're drinking. <laughs> I shit you not. When I, when I replaced that circuit, it's the first time I've ever messed with like an electrical panel box. I made Caitlin stand next to me. 
like literally right next to me, far enough away that she wouldn't get hit with electricity. But next to me, to ground next you? to me, just as I said, I want you to watch me because if I like get shocked and I'm unconscious, I need you to call 911 immediately. <laughs> That's marriage, folks. That's marriage for you. And she's like, oh, my God. Are you sure you should be doing this? I'm like, no. No, I'm not sure. But in case I nearly died, this is how you do CPR. <laughs> that that oh happened. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Which you can happened. also learn on the Internet, right, Corey? Which you can absolutely <laughs> learn on the Internet. Uh, okay. Speaking of mildly health-related things, uh, I do have a – what I would like to call a fairly impressive home gym um, <laughs> in my basement, which I'm now convinced that I never want to live without. Uh, like fitness has been a pretty big part of my life for a long time. This is, you know, something else that I think people feel immense guilt over is not working out, not exercising. Oh, excuse me. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> okay. Speak, as I, as I, Burt, my giant vile. beer belly. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm so sorry. We need to edit that out. <laughs> we don't edit these. Even Come on. We don't edit these yet. All right. Sorry, anyway, Matt. fitness. I'm so fit. Uh, alcohol. Yeah. Uh, my home gym, um, I'm pretty pleased with. I was a personal trainer in college. Um, I, I really enjoy working out. It's something I get a lot of joy out of. But, yeah, it's one of those things that, like, yeah, admittedly, I won't get down there for three weeks at a time. And there's mm-hmm. like, man, I see my basement. I hate it. I, I need to get down there and work out. People feel a lot of guilt over it. But, like, exercise is not the answer to everything. Here's my professional doctor opinion, for real. Um, if you want to lose weight, you want to be healthy, all of those things are made in the kitchen. They're not made in the gym, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. getting uh, extra bone mass and uh, strength training is really great for your bones and bone development and that sort of thing. The, the muscles and the size of them is highly related to metabolism and how much energy you consume on a daily basis. But contrary to popular belief, exercise outside of strength cha- strength tra- uh, training for bone development is not necessarily that crucial for health, right? Like eating better is a much more important thing. So you heard it I think, here. I think we, I know you heard it here. This is I the think, star uh, Wars I you think, turn in for. I think you, uh, I think we tend to, uh, I think we tend to, I feel like we have to work out all the time, but like, it's something that I get a lot of joy out of. You get all those good hormones flowing when you work out, but mm-hmm. It's not something I feel like you have to do literally every single day. Otherwise, you're not a healthy person, right? So I, I buy a lot of things, and I have a lot of great ideas when I'm in the middle of my workout. Yeah, oh, you do. Me too, <laughs> me too. Me too. Yes. Although, I will say, I don't have a picture of it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of this. With our, uh, our stimulus check for my, my reward... My reward for being an everyday hero of the COVID era, uh-huh. right? I'm a doctor working in the hospitals with COVID. I got my stimulus check, just like everybody else. I bought a true form runner, which I'm very excited about. And like, I have not gotten to use this thing yet. We've, we've had it for about three weeks, mm-hmm. and I haven't got to use it yet. My wife has used it a bunch. It's one of those treadmills. It's got like a curve. Oh to yeah, it, yeah, and yeah. It's, yep. It doesn't have a motor in it. Like the natural gravity of running on the curve, like makes it spin. Yeah, and you can you can go from like a full sprint to like a walk and like not have to touch any buttons or anything. It's amazing. So it was really expensive, and 
I'm a little guilty. No Patreon it money. Was, it was nope. really great. I love it. It's a great machine. It was it really was expensive. Really expensive. <laughs> it was really expensive. All right, all right. We got to wrap this up a little bit here. But, yeah, now uh, we're just kind of like got... giving you guys house tours of what we do. And I'm like, this is, the, this is the, like, the most un-Star Wars, Star Wars podcast we've ever it done. It is. It's amazing. I love it. All right, Wes, <laughs> tell us about this photo. You already told us that you go fish and hunt a lot, but what, yeah. what's this? Are those quail? What is that? That is, uh, no, these are um, <laughs> these are pheasants. Pheasants? Yeah. These yes, are pheasants. Okay. So I have a yearly trip. I go to South Dakota, and South Dakota is kind of like the mecca of pheasant hunting. So we do the more, uh, you do, know, <laughs> yeah, you do. A, a, they have a giant. Uh, they, they go to they go to town with the word cock out there in South Dakota. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> what? It, in fact, in fact, that's what you yell whenever it jumps. It flies in the air and you yell cock for a male bird and hen for a female. And you don't shoot the females. So just a little. Just a little tip for everybody, but uh, yeah. yeah, this is a this picture of a yearly trip, and uh, after we're done, after everybody gets their limit, everybody has a beer, and we have another social hour, if you will, but this was last year, um, and we wear orange and bright yellow hats because we're walking in between uh, cornfields, so we have to be able to see each other. We walk in a straight line, <laughs> walk in a straight line down corn rows, and then as everybody walks in a straight line, it busts it. It busts all the birds out, and you shoot Sorry. at the birds that fly up, and that's kind of a kind of a, a yearly yearly uh, trip that we do. So, nice. do you eat them? Do you, do you eat yep. pheasants? Yes, what do you they do. taste like? Is they, this they, like chicken? They like chicken. Yeah, yeah. Like is, chicken. It, is it gamier than chicken? No, no, no. Um, they. I've never, I've usually, never had pheasants. I've had, what we usually I've do is duck, we make we make uh, pheasant diablos where you just wrap them in bacon and cream cheese. Oh or my they God. started. This is amazing. They started making them in as pot pies. So you have the pot pie mix in like the what? little pot pie tin, and you put the breast meat on top. It's so good. It's That's... so good, dude. But last okay, year, Emma, Emma asked a really important <laughs> question that we should have asked. How the hell do you tell the difference between male and female? <laughs> so the females are are a brown kind of gray, and the the males have a green, a long green tail. They have a green head. You can they're. It's pretty distinct. Okay, Charlie and I noticed this today on our walk. We saw two cardinals, and it was a male and female because the, the female is also brown. The animal kingdom is so sexist because all the males get all the color and cool stuff, and the females are like, like I'm brown. Peacock. Rude. Rude evolution. Oh, I will man. say that. But but also, all this to say, y'all, like, all this, we, we all love in, to enjoy all these other hobbies. These other things that that literally sometimes we take trips, we build things, we play things, we take entire days to do other stuff, and we still do all this Star Wars stuff. We still read all these books and comics and watch all these shows, which is not to guilt you if you do not. It's only to say, like, you know what? You have permission to to do what brings you joy on the day it brings you joy. You know, some days you want to sit and read all a Star Wars book. Some days you want to go for a pheasant hunt or build a gym or play D&D with your friends or see a movie or do whatever it's going to be. And if that means that you finish a, a, a book four weeks after a Utini roundtable, so be it. If that means that you never get to a book and then four years later you want to do it, great. Hop into Discord and ask someone else what they thought of it because you're reading it right now. Like, it's, 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 not, a, it's not a race there is adrenaline that comes with being on top of things. You can join in the Twitter discourse. You can join in like the active channels. That is fun. Not going to pretend it's not. We love when you're listening to these live. We love to see you all in the chat. 
that I've been talking about all the great things that we've been discussing tonight. <laughs> but if you don't, it's okay. Like to get a little meta for a second, it's been kind of a it's been a crazy year of of guilt and worry and anxiety for everything that's been going on. You know, to to go back to Star Wars, what did Luke say in Last Jedi? Right, just breathe, just mm-hmm. breathe, enjoy this stuff as you want to. If you want to get all of it, check out all the links we got on your teeny. We can take care of you. We'll get you all the things you need. But if you want to take a, a little time off and do something else because you're feeling it, you know what? Binge Bad Batch when you get back. Pick up that book at a paperback instead of a hardcover because you maybe want to do it a little later. That's okay. But also also use the affiliate links because, you know, Papa's got some bills. <laughs> uh, any, uh... <clears throat> Well, you know, love Star Wars because it makes you happy, not because it's your obligation, right? So, yeah. uh, boys, any any final thoughts to to help our folks through, or to, or any last thoughts we have about <clears throat> burnout before we go into a to a roundtable next week, which uh, I'm gonna lie to you all and say was actually homework, and you better have it read. <laughs> any other thoughts? Uh, what you said uh, earlier about like some people like when you're putting all of this work into not technically work, but just what's something you enjoy, and then somebody makes you feel like it doesn't matter. You should ne- somebody should never make you feel like the stuff that you love doesn't matter. Right. So, yeah. um, just put that out of your mind. Just enjoy what you enjoy, and like, uh, kind of like we had a consensus about. There's never too much Star Wars. Exactly. There's a lot. There's Star Wars for everyone. Yeah. yeah, and hey, you know what? If you have a friend that uh, we gotta re- we gotta re- we gotta refine that statement, but we I do. want that. We'll work on it. But like. Good. Star Wars is for every everyone, but not everything is for you. Hmm. Something. That's pretty close. We'll work it's pretty close. Well, and Think about it in your workout. Yeah, there <laughs> it is. You. And you know what? Hey, if you're listening you and go. if you if you have a friend that's into a lot of other cool stuff and or if you are a person that like reads all the Star Wars, you know, ask them about their thing. Maybe they'll ask you about your thing and you can build that bridge, you know? No one ever got help by not asking about someone else's hobby. So that can be fun as well. Uh, let's see, Corey. Aside from trying to build our next T-shirt logo or design, any thoughts uh, about like about bur- what exactly? About, <laughs> about uh about burnout as a whole. About kind of the you know just any anyone that is still dealing with the fact that you know how do I make sure I'm keeping up with stuff? How do I balance my life? How do I how do we get rid of the guilt that comes with trying to balance? All of our other hobbies and Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the, I think the, the takeaway message. This is supposed to be fun, right? This is, you know, originally a, originally a, a fantasy space opera written for children, in the words of George Lucas, yep. right? Like, and Correct. you know, it's, it's not something that you should define your entire life by. It's something that you should experience, get a lot of joy out. But take away the lessons from Star Wars more than you take away just the sheer joy of participating in it. Take away the the value of the sense of community. Take away the the value of of looking and and figuring out how you should appreciate any form of entertainment. And like yeah. we preach all the time to choose joy and don't gatekeep and all these things, right? Like th- that's what you should get out of Star Wars. It's the emotions that you feel by participating in it, not necessarily the the pride of being the most ultimate fan right yeah like, that's not what you should be seeking and if that's right. the only thing you're seeking you're gonna get burned out eventually it's gonna make yep. you like not enjoy the things that you're supposed to be yeah. enjoying so you know take a step back do some other stuff and 
come back to this incredible universe yeah. that we've all dived into a million times. All to say, there's never, like we've said it, once we've said it a million times, there's never been a better time to be a Star Wars fan. The stuff coming out right mm. now is incredible. And there's always stuff to go back to. Um, and as we end here, one last thing from the chat. Whisper asked if Anakin Skywalker brought balance to the Force in Episode 3 or Episode 6. It's Episode 6. That's my opinion. It's Episode 6. It's episode 6. Because <laughs> uh, balance of the Force, according to George Lucas himself, is when good triumphs over evil and the galaxy is at peace. I think it's Episode 3. Corey's wrong. All right, on that note, <laughs> Corey, we will miss you next week. But to everyone else, <laughs> the greater good roundtable begins next week. We'll see you then. But that'll do it. To be for clear, this. it's because I'm on night shift, not because you kicked me off about my opinion. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, that'll do it for this week's episode and Corey's tenure on the Living Force. If you're supporting us on Patreon, thank you for this madness. We'll see you at Trivia Night later this month. Keep your eyes out for details. And again, give us questions in Discord about it. A special thank you goes to Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council. Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Wes is at Boss West. Charles is at the hospital and not important, but is also at C. Hankel. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire who is working on new things as we speak. Ed West, our producer and community manager and putter of things in the links. Check the description of the video for all appropriate links. Thank you to Corey and West for podcasting with me. Corey, get out. Your opinion doesn't matter. And as always, may the force be with you. Don't burn out on Star Wars. We love you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you. Always.